Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today as we continue our walk through the strange paradiso. I want to um, share a couple of things with you guys. Yesterday when I came on, I told you that we were going to talk a little bit about um, music and some other things. Well, we'll get into that, but right now I actually wanted to go just a little bit further into um, the autumnal equinox that took place yesterday. We um, know that there are rituals and practices that take place not only during the autumn equinox, but any type of uh, celestial event and uh, changing of seasons and things like this. There are things that happen and that are practiced. Yesterday was actually um, a feast day, okay? The fall, the autumnal equinox is what's known as a feast day. And what that consists of are orgies, okay? So yesterday was actually, um, that's one of the things that is practiced on the autumnal equinox orgies. As we get into and closer to um, October, there are more things that are getting ready to take place, more practices, more rituals as we move towards October 31st. And... um, We can already see, we can already feel the change. I've actually been feeling it a little longer. I started feeling it in August and that will happen sometimes. There are some years when I will start feeling it early. And for some reason, usually it is in August. I mean, as far as myself, historically, my own history, It's been August, actually, the earliest. This past year, actually, um, okay, I lied. I started getting, like, twinges in June, but not, like, um, not strong, okay, like what happens in August. I started getting, like, these little twinges, though, and that's very, very early. But I think one of the reasons for that is because this year is going to be very intense, There is so much going on, so much that we don't know, we don't hear about, we don't see, and even some things that we would never think of are actually happening. So it's almost like there is something under underneath that is almost like this rumbling feeling. That's the only way I can describe it. It's like I can feel something. Now we talk about bizarre behaviors. We talk about things like this. And um, just not only bizarre behaviors, but just out and out lies. I actually, this morning, saw someone. You guys know that I'm not a TV watcher. I'm not a um, mainstream news watcher or anything like that. But this morning, I saw someone on TV who just out and out lied. And not only did he tell this tall tale, but he did it so convincingly. It's almost like he believes his own lie. So I didn't say anything to my husband because 
Um, he thinks I wear the aluminum hat, you know, the aluminum foil hat. So I didn't say anything to him, but I was just looking at that entity on TV. And I was thinking, my gosh, he's not only lying, but he believes his lie. Either that or he's just so delusional, he believes he's telling the truth. I don't know. But um, it's just like uh, these things, okay, are going to happen more and more. Sometimes they can't hide it. Sometimes they're just going to have to come out and tell the truth. I actually take a look at some of the mainstream online news articles just to see what they're saying. And um, I was really surprised when I saw something on on this mainstream news online that um, I, I could hardly believe they were actually telling the truth. So that must be because it's not going to be able to be hidden. There's something... Um, pretty big must be getting ready to happen and not in a bad way i'm not saying that anything bad guys but um there must be something that's getting ready to pop that they will not be able to hide or suppress that's the only thing i could think of okay so once again many people ask well why is it that october is so um so many so full of activity. Why is there so much more like spiritual activity during October? And people seem to um, have more encounters and witness certain things and so on. I've always been told for ever since I can go back to probably about when I was 11 or 12 years old or so, that that's when the veil that separates the dimensions becomes the thinnest. And, um, that's why October has that feeling. And that's why there are more things that happen in October. That's one of the reasons, I believe. But um, what would cause that just during a month in a year? What would cause that veil to be at its thinnest? I mean, it's not just going to happen because. There has to be a catalyst. So... It seems to me that because of the preparations and uh, with those preparations, you know, we're talking about rituals and practices and so on. Well, because of these preps, it's, uh, that's what causes this to be able to happen, especially in the month of October. So, I mean, that's my own personal belief. But once again, guys, there is just so much that goes on. And um, I know quite a few people who um, they are, let me see, how can I say this? Uh, like they're into Gaia and Mother Earth and things like this. Okay, I understand caring uh, for this land that we live on. Okay, I get it. Don't throw your junk out of your car. Don't litter. Uh, let's try to keep everything clean and uh, leave it the way we found it. If we found it clean, let's leave it that way for the next generation coming up and so on. Well, once again, we are being lied to. I mean, and this lie is just so huge and, and people don't care. They just lie because it seems to me that... The liars don't believe that the majority of people are going to go and search for the answers and see if it's true. 
So they're not afraid to lie or tell tall tales or fibs, whatever you want to call it. They don't have to worry about it. But these things that I have found out recently are just so horrifying as far as the ecology. I just, I just don't know how this is going to be able to continue and how this lie is going to be able to continue on unless the masses are just covering their eyes and their ears. You know, no one is blinder than he who will not see. And so uh, when people choose to turn a blind eye, well, that is what lets all of these things continue. And um, there's so much in this type of situation going on. You can take your pick as to what I'm talking about because it's across the board. There's not only one thing that I'm talking about here. There's not only one thing I'm addressing. There are a lot of things that um, are very misleading by people who have the ability to be on TV and be on radio and what have you and mislead the population. Okay. So anyways, um, with all of this stuff going on, and I was going to talk about people that I know and who are into Gaia and Mother Earth and so on. Well, they say that uh, these rituals that are practiced during the fall season, during autumn, that these are harvest rituals and it's because you're um, doing things to be thankful and all of this other stuff and you, so you're giving thanks and uh, harvest, whatever the heck. But it's like, okay, I understand. I really do. I understand that. I understand giving thanks. But first of all, who are you thanking? I just want to know. I'm not asking this in any type of sarcastic way. I just really want to know who are you thanking. And then they start telling me about the, who they think and all this other stuff. And so it's like, so it's a form of worship. I mean, all these things that they explain to me, I'm like, this is a form of worship then. It's like uh, the worship of Gaia, the worship of, uh, I don't know, you tell me, explain to me. But every explanation that they give me and they, they tell me about these things, it's still, to me, a form of worship. And coming from where I'm coming from, from a Christian perspective, if you are not thanking the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are not thanking him, if you are not acknowledging him, well, then everything else is like, you might as well be worshiping the head of lettuce. And I really don't care of if people choose to do that, but um, that's what it is. I mean, in my opinion, okay, because I'm Christian. So all I wanted to know is, I just want to know some answers. That's all. I want to be able to understand so that when uh, I'm speaking to people, we're having a conversation, I know the questions to ask. I know what they're talking about because right now I'm just kind of like out of the whole loop. I don't understand. So, I mean, I agree 
for to be friends with them. They agree to be friends with me. We're friends. We can discuss things like this. And that's how it should be. Doesn't mean that I have to agree with um, their way of doing things, but they don't have to agree with me either. It's, it's okay because whatever the truth is, whatever is the correct way, we will come face to face and be confronted with that at some time or other. Whatever we have done intentionally or otherwise that we were supposed to do or whatever, well, we're going to be confronted with all of that. So we are all going to have to answer for whatever it is. And there is no, we can't claim ignorance. But um, I'm not here to judge. It's like, I'm, I'm not going to try to judge you because I'm not one, I'm not in a position to judge anyone. That's why I have um, friends and acquaintances from all different beliefs, from all different cultures, and so on. And I just ask them a bunch of questions because I find it fascinating. And sometimes I just wonder why. Just like they ask me questions. The same thing. Why? Like, well, why do you guys do this? Why? Where did this belief come from? Blah, blah, blah. I give them the best answer I can. I tell them, okay, well, first of all, I'm not a theologian. So I'm just going to give you my own answer. But I mean, I, it's my opinion. The rest, I don't know. When my husband would go to uh, mass with me, he's not Catholic, and he would go to mass with me, and he'd be asking me all these questions. Well, heck, I couldn't even answer because in the first place, I was now not a devout Catholic. So I might not go to church for like 10 years, and then I might start going again, and I don't know why they do this or that. I just do it because... Everybody else does it, but why? What's the reason? I don't know. So that also is the way many people are with whatever they do, whatever their cultural beliefs are. Some of them are like, I don't know why we do it, but that's what we do. Okay, so um, yeah, guys, that's... You know, when I say these things, I'm sharing my own opinion. I'm not saying my way is the right way and my belief is the correct belief and there's no other way around it. No, I'm not saying that at all. I welcome someone to talk to me and explain things to me. I'm going to tell you guys a story. So maybe about, oh, I don't know, eight years ago or so, I was at work, and uh, it was, I believe, it was on a Sunday. I used to work Sundays once in a while. And these people came in, and I was talking to this girl, and she started telling me that she was a Satanist. Yet, she's, we were talking about something, and then she said, I'm a Satanist. And I was like, you're a Satanist? Like, um, Anton LaVey? You know, because I, I really wasn't spun up on anything like that. I had never met anyone who just came out and said, I'm Satanist. And then she, we started talking and she started explaining to me their beliefs or her belief. 
on what this was all about. And um, while it was a little bit intimidating, okay, because I'm sure I've known others who are of that same belief system, but I just didn't know it. But when someone just comes out and tells you, it's a little like, a little bit shocking, a little bit unsettling. But anyhow, I started asking her some questions. She started talking to me and telling me about this and that and so on. And um, I I had no hatred for her. I had no uh, no judgment. I wasn't judging her at all. Once again, I'm not in a position to judge anyone. And and that was that. But um, yeah, it'll it'll it's a little jarring, okay, when someone just says that. So, I mean, what what, what do you do? I'm not a person who I'm not a hater, okay. I'm a total people person, and it's like whatever path you choose to go down, I just wish everyone the best, like. I wish you the best, and I hope that people wish me the best also. I'm just a person who likes to learn. I like to ask questions. I'm, I'm not sarcastic because whatever people, and I'm not talking about murderers and stuff like that, but whatever people choose to um, do as far as their religion and things like that, well... I give everyone their dignity because we all have a right to our own beliefs. And I, I just wish everyone the best. I don't judge. I feel bad for some, some, peop- some people. Um, but, you know, hope that whatever happens, that they choose the correct path. At some point in our lives, I would hope that we choose the correct path, even myself. Whatever path I'm on doesn't mean that it's the right path. I just hope, I pray that at some point, if I'm on the wrong path, I'll be directed to the correct path. So that is, that's just how I, um, deal with things and uh but as far as judging people and disliking people for whatever reason and hating people because they wear the wrong color shoes no I am not that person I had enough of that actually growing up um before I get into my next subject here I want to tell you guys something and this is one of the other reasons why I do not judge and I don't believe in it and I don't make fun of anyone and I speak to people if somebody wants to speak to me, I speak to them. Not that I'm special or anything, but I have time to listen when somebody wants to tell me something or share something with me, okay? So when I was really young, like, we have a lot of siblings. We got a lot of children in our family. And so we didn't have a lot of money. So it's not like we were getting new clothes all the time. So by the time we were getting a little bit older, it's like when you start getting into that age where you want to wear certain clothes, you might want to wear like a, a name brand or something like that. You know, maybe you want to wear 
Nike, maybe you want to wear Under Armour, maybe you want to wear um, Hollister, I mean, whatever it is. DC, you know, back in the 90s, whatever, it was DC and Hurley and all that stuff, Quicksilver, okay? But you want to, you're starting to get into that kind of stuff because you're getting at that age. Well, we didn't have the luxury of being able to wear any type of name brands. We had to wear like <laughs> plain wrap clothing. I'm serious. It was just like, we were lucky to get that. I'm telling you guys, this is a true story. So anyhow, we were at an outdoor assembly one day and there were these sisters there. And they, I don't know what the story was, but they had new clothes all the time. They used to dress really nice and like to us, they were like the, the high class kids, you know? So there were these two sisters and we were at the outdoor assembly and um, they, start, they started um, blowing like spit wads at me through their straws. Like they'd get the straw paper and blow them at me. And so I felt like really, I felt so crummy, okay, when they were doing that. And they were popular too because nobody wanted to say anything to them because they were like the high class people, okay? So I was miserable and I'm sitting there and both of these sisters are blowing these spit wads at me. And then the one of the teachers is like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing that? And they're like, because she wears old clothes. Like, okay, yeah, I feel really good about wearing these old junky clothes. So you got to make things even worse. And um, the te- I don't remember what the teacher said to them, whatever, because this happened a long time ago, okay? And after that, it was like, you know what? I'm never going to, like, turn my back on someone because they are, I don't know, because they wear worse shoes than me or because they don't have money. Maybe they have less money than I do. You know what I mean? I was not going to do that. I made it like my life's calling not to be a total fucking douche. Okay. Because that's what these people were. Actually, I had a worse, a worse word for them, but I'm not going to use that. So, um, I remember these things and every so often I would find myself, this is later, okay, I would find myself starting to be a little bit like, um, they call it like high hat, like, oh, you're going to try to high hat somebody? And then I'd be like, no, I wasn't, no. And somebody would call me out, like one of my friends or something. Yeah, you're starting to like be a high hat. No, okay, so I have to like come back, ground myself. And not to do that. So that is actually my experiences. And that wasn't the only one. That was just one of them. Is what brought me. Well, actually, I was already there down earth. But really kept me there. It was like a an anchor that has been with me the rest of my life after those experiences. So when I say that I don't make fun of people, I don't judge people, I don't uh, look down upon people or anything like that. No, no, I am not the one to do that. I am anti whatever that's called. I'm anti hi-hat, okay? So 
yeah, it was a, a lot of fun when I started getting to that age. And um, it also turned me into a clothes horse because I have stuff these days that has tags on it and I feel bad because I'll never wear it. So I cut the tags off and then I go and I donate them to like Savers or Salvation Army and stuff like that. I have donated so much stuff. And then I got into this coach purse thing like so many years ago and Dooney and Burke and all this stuff. I don't know what got me into that because I'm not a purse person. I, I could care less what kind of purse I have. But for some reason, I started getting these purses. I donated all that stuff. It's like, that's not who I am. I'm not even that person. So I don't even know why I bought those. I can't even tell you why. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it because we all have our own thing. Okay. Some people are shoe people. You got the, the shoe people, the purse people, the jewelry people, the top people, the pants people, you know, you got all kinds of people. That's just what we are into. Well, I was into everything except for purses until that time. But yeah, I gave them away. I um, asked family members, are there any of these you want? If you want these, take it. If you don't want it, I'm going to donate them. So I gave some away to family members and then the rest of them, I donated them. I even gave some away to customers. I was like, do you want any of these? You can have it. I even, yeah. Because um, I don't know why I got those in the first place. But anyhow, okay. Now, uh, now that I shared my tale of woe, let me continue on, okay? So anyways, what all these things are leading up to now, now that we are like on the cusp of October, okay? October 1st, I believe, is like next weekend or something like that. So we're on the cusp. So now things are really going to start to accelerate. Now things are really going to start to intensify because there's a short time between the beginning of October and October 31st. It's preparation. The month of October, actually from the autumnal equinox to October 31st, is a preparation time, okay? And it really will start, really start to intensify on October 13th. We talked about inversion before and how the occultic part will always invert everything. So it begins on October 13th because that is the 31st, okay? Just turn it around. So it's just been inverted. That's why it starts really to intensify on October 13th. So that is um, also when, I mean, I, it's, it just starts to accelerate. You know, we're talking about abductions and things like this, okay, because no matter what certain people will say, October 31st, All Hallows Eve, whatever you would like to call it, is a human sacrificial time. That is something that is done, okay? 
And um, I believe it actually is from October 28th to October 30th because it's related to Halloween and it is a blood sacrificial time. October 30th to 31st, another one. It is a blood sacrificial time as well as a um, sexual ritual time as well. Even in November 1st. November 1st is another sacrificial time. And it doesn't end just there, but we'll get into that as we get closer. Okay? But um, all of these things emit an energy. That's what we begin to feel. That's what affects certain individuals. Now, depending on how sensitive certain people are, they'll be affected differently. Maybe some others will not be affected at all. Some will be profoundly affected just by that energetic force that's put out there, as well as sound. Now, there are some sounds that we cannot hear, that dogs can hear, that other animals can hear. And believe it or not, guys, there are also some sounds that are put out there that just because we can't hear them doesn't mean that they do not affect us because they can. The sounds give off a vibration. Even though you might think, well, it has to be a very small vibration. It is, but it's, it's still enough. It is still enough to affect us. It doesn't have to be a big kaboom vibrational type of sound. No. But it can still, I mean, that's all it takes. Just that, just that little bit that you would not believe affects us, but it does. And it can affect us depending once again on the sensitivity of the individual. It can affect us profoundly. Okay. Now I have something I'm going to share with you. And, um, this is, I don't, I really, um, I've heard about this a while ago and, uh, it's kind of perplexing. I really don't know where to go with this, but this is about a song by The Cure, okay? And the name of the song is Friday I'm in Love. Well, as much as I like The Cure, personally, I really, really like them. I've liked The Cure ever since the early 80s, okay? But I don't like that song, Friday I'm in Love. It's like pop, and I'm not a fan of pop music, and it almost doesn't belong in the Cure's catalog. It's almost like it's alien to just about everything else they've ever done, except for maybe that song called Why Can't I Be You, which was a little bit of a pop song also. So it's like these things are just not really music that you think about when you think about the Cure, okay? But uh, anyhow, the story goes that Robert Smith, I guess he had this melody in his head. He, he figured he heard it somewhere. He wanted to make a song with this melody. But then he was thinking, no, I've heard this before. So I can't use this. 
but it's bothering him so much. It's, I guess it was kind of like he was being compelled almost. So he contacts other musicians and he's like, hey, do you know this song? Does this song sound familiar? He asked his bandmates, does this sound familiar? Do you guys know this song? Well, everyone that he contacted and everyone that he asked said, no, we never heard that song before. Like, where, where did you get it? What, where did this come from? He is like, he just thought of it. I mean, he's a songwriter. He writes melody. He writes lyrics. And so he was afraid. He wanted to, but he was afraid to create a song around this melody because he was like, man, someone's going to come forward and say this is copyright infringement or whatever the heck, you know, and he's going to be accused of stealing someone's stuff. But after so long of asking people if it's even a little bit familiar to them and everybody saying no, he decided to go ahead and make this song. And even now, he's just like, I was just convinced I've heard this somewhere. But no one has ever said, yeah, it was even familiar. So... He was starting to think, well, maybe I thought of this or whatever when I was like in an altered state. Maybe that's where this came from. Well, you know, guys, when I think about this, and once again, I don't really like that song, um, but it could be, it could be something that came to mind during a time such as that where um, somehow he was altered, okay? But could it also have been, perhaps, that maybe while sleeping, maybe a lucid dreaming or something, he perhaps traveled to a different realm, to a, an alternate universe where he heard this? Maybe it was something that was... Um, popular in a different realm and that's where he heard it before because no one has heard it here. I'm, I'm not the musical guru or anything like that, but I've never heard that. I have a wide, huge collection of music that goes all the way back like to the turn of the century, you know, 1900s, all the way till now. And I can't say I've ever heard that chord progression like the one on Friday, I'm in love. I've never heard it. Not only that, but once again, that song is really like, when you think of a song by The Cure, I certainly don't think of that. I, mm -mm. so what are the possibilities here? I mean, there are just about endless how this came about. Or being a musician, being a um, creator of melody, he could have just, it came and, you know, came into his mind because that's what he does. He makes music. But, I mean, it's up for the individual to um, 
Think about that and come away with your own conclusion. To me, given the circumstances, given the scenario, given who this person is, and when you look at how long he's been writing music, I mean, oh my gosh, how long? I would say that either it, it was just one of those things because obviously his mind thinks of melody, okay? Or perhaps he did hear it while on some sort of a travel. That's, for me, those are the two things that I'm thinking of. But you may have other other thoughts about it. Just, it, it's almost like a reverse Mandela effect. Because it's still, I mean, it's, it's mysterious. And when the person who is... Uh, the writer, the songwriter, the melody writer comes forward and says, I don't know, man. I know I heard this somewhere. And that's where I got it from because I heard it before. When he can't figure it out, I mean, you know, let's, we got to take a, another look at this. But it, it's mysterious, but it's kind of fun also. Yeah, guys, you probably going to be some of you saying, well, what's wrong with that song? It's a cool song. It's just... Because I guess um, it's almost like the cure sound a little tortured when trying to make happy, upbeat music. <laughs> Not all their music is uh, downer because it isn't. You know, they, they have some songs that are upbeat, I think. Like Love Cats, that's kind of upbeat, you know. Like, Boys Don't Cry, and that's kind of upbeat. But these songs that I'm mentioning are not my favorite Cure songs either. I like um, 10.15 on a Saturday night, all right? I like that song. I like um, Caterpillar Girl. I like that kind of Cure music, as well as, like, Lullaby. And uh, I used to really like Fascination Street, but I think I OD'd on it, so... I'm not that wild about it anymore, but I do like Lullaby, and um, they just they just got a huge catalog. There's so much music out there by The Cure. It's it's amazing. Okay, but anyhow, um, this last thing I want to share with you now. This is something that is pretty wild to me. So there's this family. They bought a house, and right away when they bought it, they noticed that things were happening. They were having a lot, experiencing a lot of activity, such as things being moved around, things being taken out of cabinets and put on the countertops, things being strewn about. Sometimes it would be thrown around like their kitchen, and stuff would be thrown thrown around and what have you. Now, they had children, but none of the children were little children. They were all like high schoolers, okay? So the one brother was in his room one night and he recorded this. This, this just gave me the... Ugh. So he's in his bed and things have been happening in this house now. 
just the night prior to when this happened. The mom and dad heard noise downstairs. They went to go and investigate. On the way downstairs, they could see a partial uh, area of the living room, and they noticed that there were some clothes thrown around. So as it came further down the stairs, there were clothes thrown around all over the living room, and um, the clothes were ripped up. It's like somebody got real angry and ripped these clothes up. So they stood there like, what just happened? The mother said, these clothes were not cut. These clothes were ripped, like in a rage. So the, I mean, it gets stranger if this isn't strange enough, okay? So this happened about 12 midnight when they were going down there and they found these clothes. Uh, Not only did they find these clothes ripped up, but to make things even worse and stranger, these clothes didn't belong to anyone in the family. They didn't know where these clothes came from. So now the, the kids come down. They're like, what the heck is this? What happened? So they figured somebody broke into their house, came in and did, did this for whatever reason. They called the police. Police came, but nothing could be found. And there was no sign of entry or anything, forced or otherwise. Okay. So, okay, that happens. Then the following night, the, one of the brothers is in his room. And he hears knocking. The knocking is coming out of his closet. So he puts his phone on and he records the knocking. And it is so, it's like a person is knocking on the door. I'm telling you guys, it's like, no, 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 no. It wasn't anything that was muffled. It was a knocking sound that you cannot deny. I'm telling you, it was like, let me see if I can do it. It was like that. Just like that. And then at some point, it was like this. Yes, just like that. I'm getting friggin' goosebumps. So he's in his bed. He's recording this, and he has a flashlight on in his phone. So he texts his brother in the other room. His brother comes into his room, and now they're sitting there, and they're continuing to hear this knocking. His brother's like, oh, forget about this. I'm out of here. And he's like, dude, wait a minute. Let's just open the door. Maybe it's, you know, somebody in there messing with us. So his brother's like, okay. So they turn on the light in the bedroom. Now the light in the bedroom's on, and the knocking is still happening. So it doesn't matter if the light's on or not, okay? So they go and they open that door and there's no one, nothing in there. But the knocking was coming from the closet. There's no denying it. Nothing in there. On the other side of the closet is like the kitchen. The refrigerator is not there. You know, my refrigerator makes a lot of noise. The other side of that wall is the kitchen, but it's, there are no appliance there. Now, that knocking was clear, concise. It was not a mistake. It was not muffled. So they went ahead and they were like, okay, they went and slept out in the garage. They went and got in the car and slept in the garage. The next day, the parents are like, what are you doing in the garage? They said, there was knocking on my closet door. There was no one in there. So we just got scared. We went out in the garage and slept. 
no matter what, okay, because everyone experienced something in that house. They wanted to leave, but they couldn't. They put all their money into buying that house. They're like, we can't afford to move. They all were unsettled. They all weren't feeling it, okay? They all wanted out, but they couldn't. So they decided, all right, you know what? We're just gonna go ahead. We're gonna like make some improvements in here. We're going to uh, get rid of some of this old stuff. Then we're gonna paint. We're gonna change the floors, even the wood flooring that was in the house. They were gonna get rid of that wood flooring and put in brand new wood flooring and all this stuff. They were gonna get rid of the carpets in the bedrooms, put in flooring. So what happens was they start pulling out the floor, pulling out the wood, pulling out the carpet in the bedrooms. And they found under the carpet in the one brother's room who was hearing the knocks, they found these, they don't know what they are. They said it looked like some some sort of symbols, but they never saw anything like that before. When we think of symbols, we think of like, uh, what, the anarchy sign? We think maybe of a uh, pyramid symbol, maybe the Eye of Horus, maybe certain things like that. But they said, no, 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 it was none of those. These were like some curly things, squiggly things, stuff that they have never seen before. They don't know what these things were. Almost like hieroglyphics. Nothing that was familiar. So what they end up doing was just completely sanding that floor. Because this was on the foundation. This was on the concrete, the foundation of the house. Once they pulled that carpet up, there was nothing down there but concrete. So they went ahead before they um, were able to have the new flooring put on. Well, it had to be sanded down anyways to make sure that everything is level. So they went ahead on their own because they didn't want anyone to come and, and see that stuff. So they sanded it down themselves a little bit to get rid of those things. And then people came in to do it and they sanded down the floor, you know, even more because they had to level it and blah, blah, blah. Well, ever since they did that, everything's been okay. But what it leaves us with is the question of how long were those things there? Who put those things there and what did they mean? See, we'll never know because they were sanded down. They took no pictures. They didn't want anything of those. They didn't want pictures. They didn't want even to uh, recreate those things because they were certain that whatever those things were is what was causing their activity, which it seems to me that it was. What it was, though, we'll never know because they're gone. The other thing is, when did this start? Like, who put those there? Was it the previous owners, the ones that sold them the house, or was it someone before that? Well, they said that the ones who sold them the house had lived there for like about 18 years. So if they had been experiencing something, they probably would have left a long time ago or something, okay? So what it 
looks like, and we don't know once again, but it looks like, or it seems like, it must have happened during them occupying the house. Maybe it was um, one of their family members. Maybe um, they started dabbling. Maybe they were practitioners. I mean, we don't know. The other thing is, how did they get down there under the carpet? Who knows how long that carpet was there? That carpet could have been there for 10 years, could have been there for five years. They could have put that carpet in when they got ready to sell the house. It could have been new carpet. No one knows. And um, no one really cares at this point. All they care about is that they, whatever it was, they, it's gone. They got rid of it because of those markings. They got rid of it. So they're not even questioning it. All they come away with is their experience and their, their ability to say what happened, even though he had that recording, but he had to get rid of it afterwards because he's like, you know what? Come to think of it, I don't even want that. I don't want to be able to uh, have that sound. So he got rid of that after sharing it. He's like, I have to get rid of all of that stuff. There can be no residue, which is true. It's, um, that's really something. And it's not the first time we've heard about something being under carpet or under flooring even uh, a new house that had some kind of uh, strange markings on it because um, maybe people, you know, when the houses are halfway built, there's just a frame up. So you have the foundation already laid, but you have the frames up and anyone can just go and walk through and see what's going on. We don't know what people might come and do in the middle of the night, maybe put some things down there. We, we don't know. We know it's a possibility, but we don't really know as well as just where the places are built. But in this situation, there was actual proof that there was something on there. And I'm kind of glad that uh, they don't have any pictures or anything of those because I'm so nosy. I would want to see, but it's probably best that we don't. Anyways, guys, that's all I've got for today. Um, I'm going to try to be back tomorrow, and then we're going to get into some more um, stuff. I went a little bit over today, but um, I hope that some of the things that I brought forward were interesting to you guys and that maybe you can take a further look and see what you think about some of these things, okay? So I want to thank you all once again for joining me and for taking time out of your day to come and joining me. I um, really appreciate all of you guys, okay? So I wish you a wonderful and peaceful evening. Let's take a look tonight and see if we can see that moon because it's waxing and it's getting bigger by the night. We'll be walking and talking again soon. Thanks again, everyone. Ciao.